0: here so we don't get fined. My name is David.
1: My name is Thomas.
0: And we are back with another episode. Yes we are. Um, I'm sure you have been aware. Uh, Surprisingly this time the knuckle pops that you heard to open this podcast even though someone knew we were literally starting the podcast uh, were actually not me this time. They were Thomas.
1: You can't prove that.
0: I feel like as often as you use "you can't prove that" as a defense when you're obviously guilty, is that in itself is enough to be admissible in court? That feels circumstantial. It feels circumstantial. Could you imagine if a lawyer stood up and said, "Objection!" That feels circumstantial. I don't know. I just.
1: I think it depends on the tone that's used, you know. Because like if a uh, if a stands up, that feels circumstantial at best to me, Your Honor. Like that—that that sounds like something. We'll I don't think say.
0: that feels would ever really fly in a courtroom.
1: But I mean, why are you getting so hung up on the semantics? In court, semantics are very important. I mean, that's a that's a that's subjective.
0: A closing argument has literally prevented people from going to death row. It has. Semantics are incredibly. Important. Imperative, I would argue. In a court of law.
1: Okay. And? (laughs) Your point?
0: That's why I'm getting caught up in the semantics.
1: This isn't a court of law, David. This is a dining room. But in the hypothetical, we were in a court of law. I mean, were we? I said
0: that would not fly in a court of law. I didn't say it wouldn't fly in this dining room.
1: Okay. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down okay okay uh it is wednesday my dudes so that means that we have a game to play david hoping to end his very bad streak of sucking at this guess the city game it's what like three in a row that i haven't won something like that there are there are no bonuses on this one all right so so you're gonna help me this time got it cool Hint number one. This city has the oldest urban park system in the U.S., which was inspired from Paris, France. The oldest urban park system in the U.S.?
0: Yep. Inspired by Paris, France. Yep.
1: Not Paris, Tennessee. Paris, Obviously. France. Give me New York City. No. Oh, good guess. Good guess. Good guess. Uh, number two. This city's theater district features 20 distinct theaters and is capped off with the Shays Performing Arts Center.
0: theater district and a park grid set up like Paris and it's not New York City?
1: That is correct.
0: Give me Los Angeles, California. Oh, another good guess, but
1: also incorrect. This is stupid. (laughs) Uh, Number three. This city has over six hundred pizzerias, which is more per capita than New York City. Six hundred pizzerias? That is correct. Six zero zero. That's a crazy number.
0: Um. All right, pizza is very Italian. It is right. Uh, so maybe an Italian place. Although also, all right, there are certain styles of pizza. There's New York mm-hmm. style. There's Detroit style. There There's is Chicago style. Chicago style. Um, so that, I mean does Chicago even have parks? It's just a bunch of buildings mm-hmm. and
1: wind. Yeah, Chicago and smog. Um can't forget the smog. And smog.
0: And and guns. Yeah. Um I wanna go to Chicago so bad. Oh ah, this is stupid. This is my second hint. This is my third hint, isn't mm-hmm. it? Golly Theater District, Paris inspired parks lots of pizza. Yep. Uh give me. You know what? Give me Chicago.
1: Oh, that is correct, is what I'd say I if knew. it was April 1st. I hate you. I <laughs> literally... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stop it. I blocked both of those. They still hit you.
0: Yeah. That was the point. <laughs>
1: what, what, what was the first thing you threw? Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> My knuckle would <it> hurt. Good. Good. <laughs> Golly, I hope
1: you step on a (laughs) leader. You were so excited. (laughs) I hate you. Okay, so hint number four. Are you ready? Do you need a moment to calm down? I need a baseball bat to hit you in the knees. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, hint number four. While this city has a very strong presence of pizza that we established in the last hint, Uh, This city is the birthplace of chicken wings, which were invented at Anchor Bar and resulted in an often-discarded food item, becoming one of the best-selling items in the country. Why would I know the history of chicken wings?
0: I prefer boneless wings. Everyone knows that.
1: I mean, I think it's relevant.
0: Chicken uh, there's not there's not a sports city in Kentucky, no. So, uh, where was Buffalo Wild Wings founded? Surely, beat ups didn't invent the chicken wing.
1: No, I think they were founded in the West Coast or the South, maybe even the East, maybe. possibly the North, and maybe just maybe the West. You already said West Coast. Those. So. Oh, wow. Well. I was just referring... Like, there's more to the West than the West Coast. Is there? Utah.
0: Yeah, is there? Idaho. What is Idaho? It's just potatoes and a bunch of rednecks. Nevada. What is Nevada? Desert and Vegas.
1: Yeah. I mean, but those aren't West Coast, but they're West.
0: They're East of the West Coast. They are. They are. So... You know, everything's subjective. Or not subjective. That's not the word. No,
1: it is subjective. Everything
0: is... um, Respectual? Situations are situational. Yes. Yeah. Man, this is a dumb
1: game. Why don't we play this? (laughs) David, at the end of last episode, I really like the Wikipedia game. I do actually thoroughly enjoy this game. Like,
0: I'm interested. Even if I get it wrong, I'm interested to hear what city this is. Um...
1: I think the sport hint is a David piece of theater hint. district. The sport hint is a piece of NFL trivia that's pretty popular, so you might get it off that one.
0: They have a theater district.
1: Yeah, I have never heard of another city having a theater district. That's what's hanging me up. Also, can we talk about Not why? Not hanging me up, but like I'm trying to. Yeah, you're a big I'm Broadway big nerd, musical theater guy. Uh, it kind of messes me up how theater is spelt and how center is spelt. And Performing Arts Center? Like, why is there an E? Why is it R-E instead of E-R? Like everything else.
0: That's the British version.
1: That's stupid. Go drink your tea and defeat. You mean you don't add a U in the word favorite when you're typing it out? No. I just want
0: you to know I'm just stalling right now to... Well, make a guess. Uh... (laughs) Uh... Um... I know theater is pretty popular in Texas, in certain areas of Texas. Really? Yeah, certain areas of Texas. Uh,
1: Give me Austin, Texas. Nope, that is incorrect. Does Austin have a professional sports team? Outside, like in the Big Four? I have no idea. Okay, hint number five. This city's football team was a founding member of the AFL and won two consecutive championships in the 60s in the AFL. However... Since joining the NFL, this team is 0-4 in the Super Bowl, losing to the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dallas Cowboys twice with a combined score of 139-73 to in consecutive years. the Buffalo Bills? That is the correct answer. The Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. That is the correct answer. Yes! Uh, and, David, I, don't, I didn't expect you to know the history of chicken wings. Yeah. But... They are also referred to as Buffalo Wings. Buffalo Wings. I didn't... I thought that was because of the sauce. That's actually why the sauce got its name. What the heck? That's stupid. Yep. Huh. And I got one! You did. You did. The only reason I know that, by the way, Mm
0: -hmm. you didn't mention that all four Super Bowls were back-to-back, Yeah. but you did mention them losing to
1: the Cowboys back-to-back, and I know the Cowboys won two. Uh, no, that was supposed to mean like they were they lost all four consecutively. Oh, you said that poorly then. But
0: anyway, okay. um, but I knew the Cowboys won two in the nineties, and I knew the Bills won four times in the nineties. Yeah. So, um, heck yeah! How do you lose four straight Super Bowls? I don't like, man. I I still think that's incredible to one division. Like, like it must have been heart-wrenching for oh, absolutely the like players on the team. But like let's not ignore the fact that getting to four straight Super Bowls is incredible. Oh no, it is. It is for sure. Uh, I've heard the argument that like, "Oh, LeBron, uh if he was 4 of 4, he would be his legacy would be better than being 4 and 6." Yeah. It's like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. He made it farther than you. So like if he would have left the playoffs earlier, his legacy would be better? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That don't make sense. because I've heard a lot of people talk negatively about the 90s Bills. Like, oh, you made it to four and couldn't win a single one. Pretenders. You still made You know made how it. many people have made it to back-to-back Super Bowls ever? Period? Dallas. They made it to four in a row. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's Dumbest take I've ever heard in my life that that is not impressive
1: yeah uh but uh i'm gonna run down the list real quick and i'll see i'll give you uh the dates for consecutive super bowl appearances you tell me who the team is okay no uh, oh,
0: oh, oh oh i see i see i see i see
1: oh four oh five patriots yes do, 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 do okay uh 98 99 this is clearly not in order because the Chiefs went back-to-back. Are you talking one back-to-back or went back-to-back? Went back-to-back. You are... You are... Wait, no, the chief. Oh, no, they did. They yeah, did. Yeah, the Chiefs yeah. went back-to-back. Yeah, you're right. It, it's listing the... Uh, they didn't win back-to-back, but they went back-to-back. Oh, no, there's a bunch of teams who have made back-to-back. Okay, the new parameters on this list are teams who have won back-to-back okay. Super Bowls.
0: Patriots, obviously.
1: Yes, 98-99. Was that the Cowboys? Nope. The Rams? Nope. AFC team. 98-99. I'll, good I'll give AFC? you a hint. Huh? I'll give you a hint. Okay. Terrell Davis. Uh, Broncos? Yep.
0: I didn't know they won two back-to-back. I knew I knew LA won two. I didn't know it was back-to-back, though.
1: 93-94. That was the Cowboys. Yes. Uh, I keep not scrolling far enough, and it keeps messing me up because I keep being like, Joe Robbie Stadium. Wait. 88-89. Uh, See, this is where it's going to
0: get fuzzy for me.
1: Oh, wait, no. 90. Wait, 89-90.
0: Sorry. 89-90. Yep. The Vikings. Nope. Again, this is where it's going to
1: San Francisco 49ers. The 49
0: They weren't even on my radar, bro. Bro,
1: they have the second most Super Bowl wins. Third.
0: Don't they have five? Yeah. You guys have six. Yeah. The Patriots have six. Seven. No, no, no six. Tom has seven. Yeah, Patriots yeah. have six, so they're third. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Excuse me, excuse me. Okay, okay. 79-80. Uh,
0: the Cowboys again. Nope. The Colts.
1: Nope. They only won
0: one in Baltimore. The Steelers.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh I can't imagine we have many more. <laughs> um seventy-five seventy six.
0: Were these the first two Super Bowls? No. I know the first two Super Bowls were Green Bay. Yeah. But that was when there were like six teams. The Steelers again. Yes. That's the stupid look on your face.
1: What's that supposed to mean? Uh so seventy three seventy four. One of these teams might have been perfect. The Miami Dolphins. That is correct. See, dude, you're on a roll. And then 67-68. The Packers. Yep. See,
0: you did pretty good. Well, I knew the Packers won. And can I tell you the only reason I knew the Packers won? Well, I guess not the only. I probably would have found that out eventually. But, like, before I was, like, a super NFL fan, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a guy named David Hathcock who went to Hermitage, not a Methodist church. What a name. Who would talk to the kids. He was a history teacher in Mount Juliet, but. Gross. Prior to becoming a history teacher, he played in the National Football League and played on the Green Bay Packers when they won the first two Super Bowls ever. Wait, what was his name? David Hathcock. Uh, Not Hasselhoff. Hathcock. I had a. Uh, I don't think he was a
1: starter in either one. I had a. Uh, but nonetheless, he had the rings. Huh. I had a uh, gym coach in middle school who was in the NFL. His name was Paul something, though. He was very tall and bald.
0: Very tall and bald. Yep. Paul something very tall and bald NFL. Yep. I'll look it up. I think it was like Gunry
1: or something like that. Never
0: heard of him. Anyway, good game. I finally freaking won
1: one. Thank yes. the sweet good Lord. I guess that just means I need to like up the difficulty. Or not, because I'm one of four <laughs> in the last four. So, uh, you know. Oh, well, you guys tell me. Should I make the difficulty har- harder? For you day? know what you should do is
0: pay attention, so it doesn't act seem like you're talking I'm, to nothing. I'm re pulling up. I'm so, just saying. You just said, you guys tell me. Should I make it harder?
1: Excuse me. I'm trying to find. This is what I,
0: happens when you are split focused.
1: Uh, listen, my ESPN app updated so i have to refine that link that's going to carry the last half of our podcast i just want you to you know gotta i
0: literally stared at you prior to this podcast starting for 4 minutes i looked at my clock oh my 4 God. minutes waiting on you to look up from your phone and realize that
1: i mean you could have just said something
0: time had gone by okay some sometimes i just like to like look and see just how sucked in you
1: are to your phone i mean i was waiting for you to say all right let's do it and then you didn't
0: i yes i did
1: you can't prove that we literally did the
0: test thing or whatever i deleted that and i was like all right we're good to go all right and then i looked up at you and you were on your phone so i stared at you for four minutes before you were like oh yeah let let me finish this level on whatever you were playing. There have been moments, Thomas, where I literally paused a television show, looked at you and spoke, and you just did not respond. And two minutes later, I'm like, Thomas, you're like, yeah. <laughs> you get so sucked in. When you're on your phone, you are just so like myopic. It's really kind of cool. Like, I wish I could do that. I get too focused on, like, everything. Like, I have ADHD, I think, and so I'm like, it affects my sleep, it affects my work, I get distracted really easily. Uh, so the ability to, like, hyper-focus on something, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it can be. Just sometimes you
1: ignore people around you. <laughs> okay, well, maybe those people should do a better job at not being ignored. You want us to come up and smack you when you're not paying attention? No. But I can start doing that don't if you do want. That. Don't do that. I'm just saying. I'll smack you right back. Will you? Yeah. You probably won't even notice. It'll be on your phone. I I think I would notice if my face, like, if you're going to smack me and my face isn't going to leave my phone, then you need to work on smacking.
0: I'll I'll put that in my to-do list for this week.
1: Yeah. Work Work on smacking. Yeah. Go to the gym, find a punching bag, and just slap the balls out of it.
0: Thomas, I don't think punching bags are anatomically
1: correct. Uh... I wasn't, I was trying to not cuss, like you mentioned a couple episodes ago, that you didn't want me to do that anymore, so. So, uh, I can go back. I just thought of a really bad joke. Oh, boy.
0: (laughs) Oh, man.
1: You you okay over there, buddy? I'm going to write this down so I can tell you after the pod. What, you don't want to edit more jokes out of the pod? No, I don't. <laughs> it's funny, because no one will know which podcast we're referring to. Bro, I thought about leaving
0: in, because, you know, we I had to, we had to edit out the jokes that would get us canceled. Mm-hmm. And then there's a part where I was like, I might edit that out. I also edited that out. I thought about leaving that in just to make people question.
1: Just a little like, Easter egg. What? Yeah. What, was he, what did he edit out? What? What?
0: I've, like, I've I've done that, or I've heard that on, like, Two Bears, One Cave with Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer. They'll be talking about, like, a thing, and they'll be like, oh, I don't know if I should say this. Oh, I'm just going to say it, and we'll edit it out if I shouldn't say it. Uh, so, well, all right, that's, yeah, it's a good, we'll probably need to edit that out. And I'm like,
1: no, what was it? What was
0: it? <laughs> uh, but they don't.
1: <clears throat> well, they'd probably get canceled, dude.
0: Yeah, oh, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of surprised, like... Like, we've seen certain comedians get canceled, right? And then I've heard other comedians say stuff, and I'm like, how did this get this guy canceled, but this did not get this guy canceled? Yeah. And I think, really, comedians are pretty, like absolved from that because like people understand that it's comedy it's meant to be exaggerated it's meant to be hyperbolic it's, it's meant, meant to, to be, make you gasp yeah it is not meant to be serious or taken seriously so like if an actor on an instagram page says something that is incredi- incredibly appropriate like whatever like they have a ton of people who look up to them and want to be them and listen to and cling to every word they say no one does that during a comedy special no one's like, I'm going to take this comedy special and let it inspire my life. Like, if you do that, you're a psychopath. So uh, I think there's or a suspension unless... of disbelief in stand up comedy that allows them to get away with certain things. Yeah. Uh, but then again, that just like, there are some comedians that say something that's not even that grotesque and they just get lamb blasted.
1: Bro, you know who I haven't heard from in a minute? Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, he got canceled. What did he say? He said a lot of things.
0: Yeah, I don't remember what he said, but he his, like he said something specific. His I brand, want to say it was like
1: super transphobic or something like that. I mean, I, I, I'm I not surprised by that. I don't remember, though. But like that was his brand was, yeah. I'm going to say, the most egregious thing but he
0: possible. Didn't, but he didn't say it in a comedy special. I think oh, that's what got him canceled. Okay. He said it on like a podcast or something, hey. like during an interview or something like that. Like Dave Chappelle got quote unquote canceled, but not really because he okay. said it in a... Like, that stuff he said was in a comedy special. Like, it was meant to be...
1: Inappropriate. Like,
0: he wasn't just saying that willy-nilly to his friends on a weekend. Like, he was saying that to get a laugh, to get a gasp, like you said. And so he
1: got canceled, but didn't really get canceled, you know? Yeah. No one remembers the comedians that don't draw reactions. No one remembers them.
0: Yeah. And there was one comedian that I... Literally, I can think of one comedian... That has, like, never said anything inappropriate and always had really good, like, funny, wholesome content. But never even the slightest bit inappropriate. Uh, And that was Bill Cosby. And we all know what he did. He drugged a bunch of women. Oh, wow. Yeah. Although, um, Nate Bargatze, the guy from Tennessee. Yeah. Who is, like, the quote-unquote Tennessee kid in comedy. He's hilarious, and his stuff's usually pretty wholesome. Like I, I haven't heard him say anything. I don't like wholesome comedians, but like when I say wholesome, it's still hilarious. It's just, like he—it's not raunchy. It's not like like Bert and Tom. I are, are, are like my two favorite comedians, and I yeah. love them. But like they get like raunchy stories yeah. in there. I like and Nate Bargatze has hilarious, like literally has had stuff that's made me belly laugh. But it's just because it's really funny. His delivery part, a lot of it's his delivery. I, he has a very listen, deadpan kind of like delivery, and it's hilarious. Listen,
1: I love you, dearly. You're one of my lo- you're my longest friend, my best friend. It is not hard to make you laugh.
0: That is a fact. <laughs> it is not hard at all. It's not hard to make you laugh either, when you're in a particular state. Uh, yeah. Well, also, like there are some things that are just hilarious. Everybody in the room will be laughing. And you'll be like,
1: eh.
0: And then sometimes something will happen and everyone's like, huh, and you just die laughing. And then everyone else starts laughing because when you laugh, laugh,
1: it's hilarious. That's because I stopped breathing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have a mild asthma attack trying to regain my composure. Yeah. Uh,
0: But anyway, um, we are almost 25 minutes into this pod. We should probably get on to our actually scheduled sports content.
1: Uh, What do you want to start with? Uh, I'll let you start with the little news things.
0: All right. Let's start with uh, a couple of signings that happened. Uh, Well, we'll start with the – we'll just get into it. Dalvin
1: Cook signed with the New York Jets. Your immediate thoughts, go. I think it's a great signing for a great team. And I think that someone is gonna be very unhappy, if not multiple people, at the lack of their playtime and involvement in the team. I There can like you can only have so many weapons. Don't disagree with you. But I think I think it makes the team that much better. I think it makes the Jets Bills game a little more exciting because you have brothers on a division rivalry. That's true. Uh I, I, I think it, I think it'll be interesting. I think running backs as a whole are probably going to have a down year this year relative to the past couple of years. But yeah. that's just my opinion, man. Fair enough. I think, I think the NFL is going to lean onto committees. Yeah.
0: Uh, here's the, here's, here's my, so we talked about this when we talked about the, the list, list of the rankings of the, mm-hmm. uh, I almost said American league East. It's obviously not the American league, the AFC East. Yeah. Um, That, like, Dalvin was interested in all four teams. Yeah. I think he makes the least impact on the Jets. Yeah. And that is not because he's a bad running back. No, no. Not at all. But if he – there is a glaring weakness in Miami, Mm -hmm. two, I guess, and one of them is to his health, and the other one is running back. Yeah. There is a glaring weakness in uh, New England, and that is offensive weapons and offensive efficiency. Yeah. There is a glaring weakness in Buffalo, and it is running back. Yep. That doesn't exist. There, there's not the glaring weakness in New York is their
1: offensive line. But even then, it's not. It's not like maybe it's a pretty I'm, bad offense. It was like a bottom seven offensive line. Yeah, last but year. they had they were decimated by injuries last year. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're getting a lot of those guys back. So. But a lot of those guys are re-injured as well. Yeah, But yeah. It comes down to a. If they can get the majority of the season with the majority yeah. of their offensive line. Well,
0: and even with their horrible offensive line last year, Brees Hall had a great year. Yeah. They still won seven games and almost made the playoffs. Yeah. So, and that's with Zach Wilson. So, like, I'm and not worried also, about their offense
1: at all. That's also with Brees Hall missing half the season.
0: Yeah. Like, But, like, I'm I'm not worried about New York's offense. Yeah. Even a little bit. The only thing I'm... And, again, it's not worried about. Like, I'm not worried about Dalvin Cook on that team. Like, no. I think he's great. But, like... I said this earlier to you, if him signing with New England would have made them better by 25%, him signing in New York makes New York better by 5%. Like, they already have so many offensive weapons, they have so many offensive pieces, they have Aaron Rodgers, they have Brees Hall, and Michael Carter, who let's not forget had an amazing rookie year. And was not Uh, bad
1: last year. Yeah,
0: so like... They now have three guys who could arguably be starting running backs. And Don't I say arguably it. because Michael Carter is still young. Brees Hall, it's only his second year, and he missed half last season. So, like, I say arguably. But, like, they have three really good running backs now with Dalvin Cook. Again, they brought over weapons with Aaron Rodgers. They already had weapons in the Offensive Player of the Year, or Offensive Rookie of the Year, Yeah. in uh, Garrett
1: Wilson. So, like, they have offensive weapons. Well, Michael Carter is now fourth on the death chart. Who's third? Uh, Israel. Uh, b- b- a lot of letters. He's not. That, I got an update saying that uh, Michael Carter has been bumped down. He's not. We'll see. But anyway, point is that offense
0: is was already yeah one of the best, the best in the in the division probably, and oh, one okay. of the best in the league. And so now adding Dalvin does it make them better? Sure, but not like. I think that he makes the least impact on the Jets of any other team he would have had he signed an, in I another think, team in the AFC. East. I
1: think there are three motivators for a player, uh, like and obviously there's more than that because these players three have main motivators: uh, personal success, team success, as i.e. chasing Super Bowls, and monetary success. Uh, if, if I don't think
0: team success just means chasing Super Bowls, but I think no, I think that's building a summarization. A team capable of
1: build, yeah, because uh, like like for the only thing I can think is he did not care about player success, personal success, and what I mean by that is he's going to such a deep team that the opportunities that he's just going to inherently be given, yeah. I'd say, is the smallest of the other three teams in that division.
0: I will say this: I do think he makes a positive impact on that team. Oh, don't absolutely! Absolutely. But it's it's not enough to me to change the rankings that we had in the AFC East for me. Yeah. Consistent. Whereas if he signed with anyone else, my rankings would immediately change. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, again, I think it's good for Dalvin. Like he he did no, make what, he got what eleven million dollars a year. I think it's eight point nine
1: that it? Really? Yeah, I think so. Maybe not
0: great for Dalvin. But it gives him a chance to win a Super Bowl. Let's be honest, this is a loaded team. They are primed to disappoint us. Um, But, like, good for them, and and good for the Jets. I just feel like it wasn't totally
1: necessary. I think this is Uh, a ring-chasing move from Dalvin. I I, I could see that. I I think he's taken a big, big bet on himself balling out on this team, because it's a one-year deal. Again, like, personal success contributes to a second another contract right yeah i don't i think if he was looking for i'm not saying that he's considering retiring or anything like that but to me if you're a running back who was in a tough market for running backs and what i mean by tough market is like there were dogs on the market they just couldn't get signed though yeah i feel like going to a team like Miami, would have made the most sense. I agree.
0: I think Miami would have been
1: the best signing for personal success. Yeah. And um, even I, money. money. Yeah. I, I was going to say monetarily, and then I changed my mind halfway through. <laughs> money? Money. Do you know who I think this benefits the most?
0: Who? Brees Hall. Okay. Let me tell you why. Please do. Um, I think this allows New York... To run what you seem to think the NFL is kind of adapting anyway, which is a um, tandem kind of running back system. Yeah. I don't foresee that happening, at least not like soon, but I think definitely a few teams have been doing it. I think this will allow New York to do that, which I think will allow Brees Hall to um, not be the workhorse that he was last season, not get injured. Um, you okay there, buddy?
1: Yeah, I just, like, messed a little on my drink back-to-back times. Oh. <laughs> like, it's, like, listen, it happens. It happens once. It's Are never happened twice. I don't think Do so. Do you smell toast? Hey, did you make toast before I, we started? I did, just before. Oh. Yeah. oh. Did yeah. you put butter, peanut butter, and jelly on it? Uh, no, no, no. One no. slice? No, just no. butter. Oh. No. Weird. A little bit of cinnamon, cinnamon toast. Gross. But
0: anyway... Um, I think it allows Brees Hall to kind of lighten his workload a little bit, maybe last a little longer. And if yeah. let, Dalvin signed a one-year deal, so let's say he's there for a year. Brees Hall has a really good year, uh, and I think it allows him to have an even bigger role next year. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe hopefully get a second contract with New York in a couple of years. So uh, I think this will benefit him a lot. He's also like Dalvin Cook's been a top five running back in the league for years, so I think this gives him. An opportunity to be with a guy who has had a lot of success in this league, and so I think this is really good for Brees Hall, uh, just for his future as a running back in the National Football League, and specifically with the Jets organization.
1: Right. No, absolutely. I think it's. I think the AFC East is going to be one of the most exciting divisions in yeah, football that we've seen in the last five, ten years. I agree. And speaking yeah.
0: of Brees Hall, real just real quick, he's come off the PUP list. He was on the PUP list him. just before the season. Uh, He did come off, so it looks like he is going to be ready to play in week one, uh, which is exciting for the Jets, exciting for him. Uh, And again, I think it'll be good to kind of split the carries. You don't want to overwork your recently injured running back. You don't want to get injured the guy you just signed to a one-year deal. So I think it'll be good to kind of split the carries. And I think that also allows like oh this guy's not having as much success let's lean on him a little more this week and then oh the guy who we leaned on last week isn't have as, having as much success today let's lean on the other guy it, it allows for options I, I understand why you see that as something that the nfl is going to move towards because I, I do think it's beneficial
1: i think well not only that like you look at a lot of rosters there's a lot more like 1a 1b type situations not in Indy not in indy not in minnesota anymore but like Seattle, uh, San Francisco, uh, Dallas. Who's in Seattle? Uh, Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker.
0: Oh, Zach Charbonnet is a rookie.
1: Yeah, but he was picked in the early second.
0: That doesn't count. Who's in San Francisco outside of McCaffrey?
1: Elijah Mitchell. Come on, son. What do you mean, come on, son? Come on, son. A lot, Like, no, McCaffrey is better, but Elijah Mit Like, before Mitchell got hurt after adding McCaffrey, it was... Basically a fifty-fifty split in offensive snaps.
0: I don't think that's accurate.
1: It might have been like fifty-five, forty-five, but it was very close. I'll uh, like look into that. But anyway, keep Green going. Bay, the yep. Patriots, the the uh, Eagles, the not the Lions, the Saints. I would say the Steelers, but that's like. I think Jalen Warren is possibly going to wrestle that starting job away from Najee this year. Bro, what, when did you become a Najee hater? I'm not a Najee hater. I want Najee to succeed so I'm just bad. saying, like, the last, like, four times you've brought up Najee, it's been very negative. It's not, a, it's not a, it, I'm not hating. I just don't, I, like, he's going to have to show me something before I believe again. He's had two seasons. He has, he has. One and of them two? was great, one of them was Okay. I mean, both were okay. Uh, Like, he had a lot of touches. He played 16 games his rookie year without a single fumble. Uh, Until the playoffs. Where you guys were getting blown out by Cleveland. No, yeah, we were. But, like, when I'm... So... Like, no, no, no. It's not just that. It's just, like, there are so many times watching a Steeler game and watching Najee that he just gets tapped at the line of scrimmage and just goes down. And so, like... I'm willing to give him another season before I am like get get someone new because our offensive line has been very bad. But you can only give him so – like you can only give a player so much – or you can only bank on potential for so long, yeah. you know? Um, yeah,
0: I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But anyway, moving on to another running back that got signed. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was signed to the New England Patriots – And here is my hot take, if you will. Okay. I think that is a better signing than Dalvin Cook in New York. I would agree. And the only reason... I I do not think Ezekiel Elliott is a better running back than Dalvin Cook. I also Let me just make that very plain. What I do think is Ezekiel Elliott makes more of an impact. We were talking about that impact with Dalvin Cook. I think he makes more of an impact on New England than Dalvin Cook does on New York's offense. I think New England is... Mm desperate at offensive weapons. I think they have a couple, and a couple is not enough. And I think in this new offensive system, adding a guy who is a veteran, who you know is good, who's a good power back, with your second year or third year Ramondre Stevenson, who had a great year last year, Mm -hmm. I think that automatically makes a significantly larger impact on New England than Dalvin Cook does on New
1: York yeah i think zeke's days as being the number one are over i think he's going to make a very excellent complimentary piece for the next five six years in the nfl though and what i mean by that is a extended version of what we saw in tennessee in 08 with lindell white and chris johnson yeah i think he's going to fill it like he's kind of gone from more of a chris johnsony type not the speed but like the elusiveness Two more of that power back. Yeah. It's been a subtle transition. Yeah. And I Kinda think. Kind of like
0: LeGarrett Blunt power back type deal.
1: I think, yeah, but I think he's going to be way better than yep. LeGarrett Blunt. I don't think he'll ever hit that like 16 touchdown mark that LeGarrett Blunt did, but that's not normal.
0: I don't know, man. I, I believe in Zeke. I don't think his days as a number one are over, but I do think he is very beneficial as a power back. And I do think him and. Ramondre-Stevenson will be complimentary, but I think it'll be more like what I was mentioning earlier in the, like, we're going to ride the hot hand this game. So, like, I think they are going to, when you look at the end of the season, it's going to be pretty split, but I think you're going to have games where Zeke has 20 and Ramondre-Stevenson has five. Right. And you're going to have games where it's the opposite. Uh, So, I don't know, man. I think this is a phenomenal signing for New England. I would have to look at it, but I would venture to guess this does maybe change my rankings a bit for New England. Okay. Um, again, I would have to look at it, and I would have to really think about it a little bit more. Uh, that's just kind of off rip. But, like, I think this is huge for New England. A, a team that already should take a massive step offensively with the offensive stability of Bill O'Brien, with a uh, hopefully third better third year for Mac Jones, with the addition of a couple more offensive weapons, I think this is the... Um, I was gonna say nail in the coffin, but that's not. This is the um, extra step they needed to take to really just take off offensively. I think we're gonna see a massive, massive jump offensively for the uh, New England Patriots this year. Like, I think it's gonna be drastic.
1: Uh, David. Yeah. I need to. I need you to understand something really fast. Yeah. Uh, Do you think? Or not do you think, but if the Patriots come out this season and they just drop a massive turd and it's just a bad season, Yeah, we may have to consider the possibility of a David curse. Of a David curse? Of a David curse. Why would it be a David curse? Uh, Because it seems like your team of the year, that's not your main team, but the team that you have high expectations for, tends to not do so great.
0: I mean, before the season I picked the... Uh, Kansas City
1: Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So. I'm not... I, they don't count. I'm talking about your team that you're expecting. Like, last year's Raiders, this year's Patriots. That kind of... I'm, I'm No, I hear you. I hear you. But no one in their right mind would not pick the Patriots... Or the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. You know? I'm just saying. Okay, yeah. Congrats, David. You made the easiest pick of the year. Good job. Very proud. Uh, I mean
0: i guess i don't believe in curses i think it's stupid but i do we can uh, here's a, here's a prime example we can consider that sure
1: here's a prime example of a curse that Naj fumble just so happened to occur as the announcer was talking about how great he's been at holding on to the ball all season
0: but that's not a that's a coincidence not a curse that's
1: the commentator's curse bro that's why you don't say shut out that's why you don't say it's a dub until the final whistle is blown it's real okay the sport gods are angry and easily upset listen man
0: you can be superstitious all you want i am not superstitious
1: i'm gonna send you
0: a clip of tom segura talking about superstition okay
1: uh, i'm one of his comedy specials i know which clip you're talking about i don't care what anyone else says i only care about my experience and my experience tells me to not play games with the entities that be Okay, but like here, here's the thing. I that, used to make sacrifices to the hockey. Here's guys. the thing that is so crazy. You have seen these. There are like so many, and and has it ever worked? I mean, the Preds went to the to the Stanley Cup one year, I mean, and then one year we burned a bunch of crap and poured beer onto a fire and did all this stuff. And guess what? They lost six games later. I burned my lucky socks for them, and they lost. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. This is the thing. That's because the the Reds screwed us.
0: Here's the problem. Here's the problem with people like you who are superstitious. Okay. Um, you can experience a billion different things. Yes. But if it's not like you could literally watch twenty five the next twenty five people in the in a row Mm -hmm. of of on the cover of Madden play their entire careers with never a single injury. And then the 26th is going to injure himself. And you're going to be like, I knew the Madden curse was real. Holy crap. I told you, boys. I knew the Madden curse was real. You all said I was crazy.
1: I've told you the Madden curse is real. And you have told me no based on two out of 20 examples. You were supposed to look it up and this proved me on the podcast. You're right. I didn't. But I will. Are you sure you didn't look it up and then find out that I was actually right? And uh, you you... All right. Okay.
0: You guys probably didn't hear this, but someone just very aggressively honked their horn. We live on a very... Like, there's no reason for...
1: There's rarely more than one car on this road at a time. Bro,
0: one time, I was sitting in that chair, and I just heard... (laughs) And I walk outside, and there was a car accident right outside our house. There's a car in the ditch on the other side of the road, another car with um, damage on the front right, the front driver's side of the car. It was, it was crazy. Anyway, the point is, you'll, you'll see a hundred things. Fifty of them will prove the curse wrong. Fifty of them will prove the curse right. And you'll believe in the curse being right. You'll see like ten things in your daily life. Maybe like every time you go outside, you'll see a bug. And you'll be like, it's because I'm wearing my glasses today. And then you'll take off your glasses and walk outside, and there's still bugs, and you won't—you'll ignore it.
1: Well, no. But then the next won't.
0: day you'll walk outside with your bug or with your glasses on. And there's bugs, but Be like, it's because I wore my glasses that there's think, bugs outside. I think
1: that's more of an ability to see the bugs.
0: That's my—the th- point is, you say I speak from my life experiences, but you will discount all the life experiences that don't fit into your little curse narrative. That's because curses then, are real and sports. When they fit into your little curse narrative. Oh, it's my life experience. It's uh, stupid. The Curses Detroit, aren't
1: real. The Detroit Lions have only had one playoff win since their quarterback in the 50s cursed them. Tell okay. me. Tell me. Tell me. tell like Okay. Okay. You know what? Okay. Here's my question. Okay. The Chicago Cubs were cursed. Yeah. Right? Didn't win a
0: Super Bowl or a Super Bowl. A World Series for 108 years. Why did they win a Super Bowl? Guess, or a World Series. Why guess, did they win a
1: World Series? Because whoever cursed them died. You think the person who cursed them was still alive? There's a shelf life for curses, David.
0: Okay. What about... People said the Boston Red Sox were cursed, but that was only about 60 years.
1: Well, that's because... Why did they break? I don't think the Red Sox were ever cursed. But why? They didn't make it to a Super Bowl or a... Golly. A World Series for 60 years. Well, they also were the team that traded Babe Ruth for a bag of peanuts, so... Okay. And then 60 years later, they went back to the World Series. There's a difference between being cursed. Babe Ruth wasn't dead. There's a difference between being cursed and having very bad asset management. Actually, Babe
0: Ruth was dead, but he was dead years prior to
1: that. I don't think Babe Ruth cursed him. I think whoever I, I feel like I feel like Boston fans cursed the Red Sox and then Boston fans pleaded to the gods to remove the curse later.
0: Okay. Alright. We've spent too much time on curses. Point is, I think Zeke is a massive, massive signing for New England. I think this Wait, offense is going to be phenomenal so, this year.
1: So we can talk about curses, but I can't curse. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> oh
0: my god! I didn't. I never said you couldn't curse.
1: I mean, you said you would greatly appreciate it if I didn't. That's.
0: I would greatly appreciate thing. it if you stopped saying the f word and the s word, because then we got to slap an e on this, and I got kids who listen, and some of their parents won't let them listen if they see an e next to the podcast.
1: Okay. Okay. No f word. No s word.
0: I don't. I don't really. And even if. You did. Who cares? We'll slap an E and we lose one listen. Oh, well.
1: Yeah. Quit bitching. I'm not. Oh, my gosh. The point is. For the record, that is neither the F or the S word. Yeah. I Thank you. I'm well aware. You're welcome. I want to punch you. I love the hell out of some loopholes. <laughs> you, see, now you're just doing it
0: unnecessarily <laughs> and willy-nilly.
1: <laughs> Zeke,
0: great for New England. Fantastic. Next bit of news. Anthony Richardson has officially been named the starter for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, According to Shane Steichen, there was a quarterback competition in camp and in the preseason, and with everything they saw, camp preseason included, they like Anthony Richardson more than Gardner Minshew. Uh, And I don't think Sam Ellinger ever had a shot. Um, So, yes, Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback. Week one for the Indianapolis Colts. Your
1: immediate thoughts? Uh, I don't like it personally uh i don't know why it's built into me but it feels weird when a rookie quarterback goes into the season starting and they don't have him sit for a few weeks i don't know the intricacies of what like why that's beneficial or not beneficial but it just like it happens so frequently that when it doesn't it makes me feel nervous can i tell you this yeah last time the Colts started a rookie
0: uh, we went from a two and fourteen team to an eleven and five team and made the playoffs and won the division.
1: That was also Andrew Luck, and I'm just he's saying. an exception to the rule. I'm just saying. I'm just saying even Patrick Mahomes didn't start his I'm rookie year. Well, that's because
0: they had the freaking guy and Alex Smith, who was arguably robbed out of the MVP the year prior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's like if you guys still had Ben and then you drafted Kenny, benching Ben, that would have been dumb.
1: Uh, I would have agreed with you until I saw that Matt Canada was the problem. Well, fair. I listen. I don't. I have nothing but love for ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people on this planet. There's a very small list of <laughs> that. Point
0: zero 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 one is Matt Canada, among others. But yes, um, he is the
1: he's the he takes up the most space. <laughs> um. Um.
0: Oh, here's my initial thoughts. Sorry, I lost my. I was like, "What were we just talking about?" You're talking we're
1: about the Colts. Um, You're here's a the thing, Colts man.
0: Fan. I have been cautiously optimistic all season long, um, or all off season long, I should say. And I, I don't want to be hopeful and non-cautiously optimistic. Um. <laughs> what? Just, what?
1: It was the joke? The what? The joke?
0: Oh, you saw? It's oh, in is that on shared notes?
1: notes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you saw it? <laughs> you, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. You are
0: <laughs> <laughs> a terrible person. <laughs>
1: It. This is an audio medium. We can't just
0: Honest podcast Yeah, so many people are gonna ask us about this joke.
1: Oh anyone who asks me, oh. I'm telling them.
0: No, I'm gonna delete it. Uh, <laughs> I still know the joke. <laughs> no, you'll forget. I, uh, no, no, stop it. No. I, I, oh. I'm gonna cut this part of the podcast. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with this part of the podcast. Anyway. Um, I have been very cautiously optimistic. And here's the deal. I get my hopes up. And 2017 is the prime, prime example. Andrew Luck was coming back healthy. The New York Yankees were coming off a 103-win season. The National Predators were coming off a Stanley Cup appearance. It was the only time in my life that all three of my favorite sports teams were literally like one of the favorites, if not the favorites, to win the
1: championship. Confirmed. David I was is a bandwagon fan.
0: so excited. First time in my life. The Yankees get bounced in the first round. The Preds get bounced in the second round. And the Colts, uh, Andrew Luck gets hurt again, misses some games. We get bounced in the first round of the playoffs again. It was just... So I try not to get my hopes up. And then obviously all the stuff with Andrew Luck, injury, next few years, retires, whatever. Um. So... All of my hopes are up. They come crashing down. So yeah. I've been trying... I was originally disappointed in the Anthony Richardson pick. And then cautiously optimistic as more and more people start saying things, more and more people start saying things. Here's the deal. Um, someone sent me a video. I might no longer be cautiously optimistic. I, are might, you
1: full on? I might
0: be convinced we're winning 12 games this year. <laughs> I was shown... Uh, a um, a video. I was shown a video of someone reading articles, and he, he put the articles right there, so I know it's legit, like mm-hmm. websites and all. Um, there is a very
1: key factor in winning. Mm-hmm. Is that quarterback play?
0: Well, yes. But specifically within the quarterback play, right, um, These people and I don't. I don't. I'm not an analytics guy, so I haven't gone through all these analytics, like, or I haven't memorized all these analytics. But basically, Tom Brady has come out and said he is in love with Anthony Richardson.
1: Wow! And the reason the breakup with
0: Giselle. The reason is Anthony Richardson is incredibly adept at avoiding the sack. He rarely got sacked in Mm. college. Barely got sacked. In the first preseason game. I know exactly what clip you're talking He's about. He's very good at sack avoidance. And when you look at the the best teams, they yeah. are in the bottom seven or bottom five in sack percentage for that year. Yeah. When you look at the best teams... And this guy went into, like, average points lost because of every sack. Yeah, it's like, like 1.8 points lost. And per so sack. one of the most important analytical factors that no one talks about, but is when you look at the analytics, is incredibly important winning football games is directly related to being able to avoid the sack. And yeah. then you can even double up on that because another very important quarterback statistic is the ability to scramble. Anthony Richardson, both in college, in camp, and his first preseason game, has been incredibly good at two things. Avoiding sacks and scrambling. Yeah. We're winning 12 games in the Super Bowl this year, baby. We have the next Tom Brady mixed with okay. Lamar Jackson. Okay. We're winning the freaking Super Bowl. Okay. I would okay. like to change my rankings for the AFC
1: South. Okay. Uh you are very bottom, and I love I am
0: that. not. I am I am overly optimistic. If we win less than ten games, I will be disappointed as a fan. Yeah. But as a talking head in front of a microphone, I, I still got us at seven or eight. I don't think it's enough. He's still a rookie.
1: You know what I mean? Like yeah. Bro. I don't think it's enough. I always forget- As a fan, I am. Boom! Uh, side tangent. I always forget how, like, bad my eyesight is until I've worn glasses for, like, four or five days straight, and then I take them off. <laughs> Dude, you are so fuzzy right now. It is unbelievable.
0: Dude, I
1: thought when
0: I first got glasses, mm-hmm. I thought everybody wore glasses. Or not wore glasses. I thought everyone had bad vision. Yeah. When I was in fourth grade, I couldn't see the board when I was in the back of the class. It was a big blue and white fuzzy thing. Yep. I could not read what was on the board at all. hmm Every week, we rotated where we sat.
1: hmm
0: So one week I'd be in the back, one week I'd be in the middle, one week I'd be in the front, one week right. I'd be in the back, so on and so forth. As an adult, I realized that that was behavioral, Right. Um, they didn't want the same people sitting next to each other causing mischief, causing trouble. They changed our seating because um, to save us from, like, you know, behaving ourselves. We were yeah. sitting by new people every week, so we weren't, you know, whatever. At the time, I thought that was so everyone could have a week where they could see the board. <laughs> I thought every human being saw the way I did. One of my core memories, you know, you have like vague memories, you have fuzzy memories, you have like memories of like stories or like whatever. Yeah. And then you have the core memories. Like you can remember them like they were yesterday. Right. One of my core memories is sitting in the chair at my uh, eye doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting um, parallel to the window. So the window's to my left. I'm looking at this very large man, Fred Davis. Who in hindsight was not very large. But I was very small because I was nine. Uh, He was in front of me. And he said, David, look to your left. You see out that window there's a big blue sign with um, a phone number on it. Can you read me that phone number? I said, there's not a phone number on there. This is a big blue sign. There's not a phone number on there. You tricky boy. And then he gave me the glasses. He said, put these on. and Tell me what the phone number says. I put them on. I looked out the window and dude I was like what's happening? Why can I see everything? I could see the number clear as day. I could see the cars. I could read license plates on cars on the road. Like it changed my entire outlook on the world. Yeah. It was one of the most like it again, I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm literally sitting in my eye doctor's office right now as I'm going through this memory. Yeah. I can tell you where the glasses were. I can tell you where all the, the uh, displays were. I can tell you where the ladies sat. I can tell you where my uh, exam room was. I can tell you what toys were in the bin, dude. I can remember everything about that 10 minutes, sitting in that chair, just looking outside for the first time and being blown away at the fact that I could freaking see. Because I just thought that was life. That's yeah. the world.
1: Uh, mine was when I got back to Pulaski after getting glasses. I was like, I don't need glasses. My vision's fine. Uh, and I was standing out on our like raised up patio. Yeah. You know, the concrete slab. And, uh, I was with Chris and I, uh, was like, I wonder, you know, just how great is it? You know, I drove back without my new glasses, like a dummy. Uh, I put my glasses on. I'm like, whoa. Is that, like, about a mile and a half away, there was this billboard, one of, like, three in Pulaski. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, when did we get a new billboard? <laughs> and Chris just looks at me like, bro, you've lived in this house for four years. That's always been there. It's, it's been there for four years, at least. Like, yeah. And I'm like,
0: oh. <laughs> yeah, Whoops. dude. It was, it was wild. Like, again, I remember it so clearly yeah glasses are incredible they are dude like i don't think i could drive right now without my contacts in i could
1: uh like not right now in this present moment because my eyes are still adjusting because they've had like help you know the last couple of days and now they don't have any help so it's going to take some moment for like it to refocus in if that makes sense yeah that doesn't make sense to me though because like when I'm wearing my glasses, everything is in focus. Yeah. But right now, nothing is in focus.
0: Fun fact, do you know why uh, pirates wore eye patches?
1: So that they could see at night. You're a nerd. How would you know that? I'm a nerd.
0: Yeah. Uh, it takes your eyes roughly 30 minutes to get adjusted to dark. Mm-hmm. So when you first turn the lights off, that's why it looks significantly darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they wore an eye patch so that eye would always be adjusted to the dark. And then when they needed to go down into the billows of the ship i don't know what it's
1: called i thought it was for sailing at night
0: uh i mean also that but they didn't have lights back then they didn't have no yeah like lights on their ships or whatever. they had
1: moonlight so when it was
0: dark they could just switch the eye patch over boom they could see
1: yeah if there's ever like an apocalyptic type thing and it like society just crumbles and it's like you know like out of a sci-fi movie I will be rocking the eye patch if I'm not dead. That's why I added that last part. Don't yeah. make that All face. Right. I just okay in an apocalyptic okay. event, Thomas.
0: I don't know that people like you and me are the people who will survive it.
1: I feel like in an apocalyptic event, just how the way is the worst people to survive it will survive it. Like the worst people built to survive it. Like in a, in a situation. Where? I don't think that's true because
0: I, I I mean I believe in natural selection. So like,
1: I mean I also believe in natural selection. I think a, I also a moment believe... like
0: that would pick off the people who needed to be picked off. I think it's going to look like a- nobody on this planet is prepared for an apocalyptic event. Yeah. So I think well there are some people even who would argue
1: with that. The
0: best leaders in the world if they were the only ones to survive an apocalyptic event, would look like they knew nothing about what they were doing.
1: Oh, absolutely. So,
0: like, I think anyone is going to look like they were the worst possible people for the job because that is the most, quite literally, the most unprecedented
1: thing humans have ever experienced. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I well, just I just believe in Murphy's Law. So. Anything that can go wrong, Will? Yep. Have you ever heard of Cole's Law? Uh, Yeah, and I hate it. Just a bunch of like cabbage, lettuce, yeah. carrot, yeah. chopped up, mixed with some mayonnaise, or honey mustard. Don't make that face. Coleslaw with honey mustard—that's a thing, dude. This is coming
0: from the guy who didn't put pimentos in his pimento cheese. It was one time. Okay,
1: I couldn't find the pimentos. Okay. I, I wasn't going to lurk l- lurk. I wasn't going to look for another 30 minutes for a tiny jar of pimentos for like okay 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 okay. You give doing? me you give me such a hard time for this. Adding pimentos to pimento cheese doesn't change the fact that it's 99% cheese and mayonnaise. It doesn't do anything. It just makes you feel some shred of a degree better about the White person food massacre that you're shoveling into your mouth.
0: I will just never forget <laughs> when Jesus. I pulled it out of the fridge. And I said, Ooh, where's the pimentos? And you said, I don't like pimentos. And I said, so is this just cheese and mayonnaise? And That's you said, what pimento cheese is. And you said,
1: and some salt and pepper. <laughs> I put some, and, uh, no, no, no. There was more in there than that. Okay.
0: I just want, when I was at my sister's last weekend... <laughs>
1: Yeah, was there pimento cheese?
0: No, but she just randomly started laughing and she goes, I just want you to know,
1: I just randomly start laughing when I think about Thomas's pimento cheese. Listen, if I was making it for a party, I would have done the extra mile to get pimentos. <laughs> but
0: like, pimentos don't just add redness, they add flavor. I like there mean, are flavors barely. to pimento. Not barely. Yes,
1: barely. Not
0: barely. Yes,
1: barely. yes, barely. You buy pimento cheese
0: from Kroger and then make it exactly as it is in the Kroger package. but without
1: the pimentos they will change it will taste drastically different yeah probably because of the non-machiney taste because it's made at home (laughs) all right then fine make it at home make two the exact same way
0: but add pimentos to one it will taste drastically different pimentos are not cucumbers they add a very distinct flavor cucumbers have a stronger flavor than
1: pimentos I'm starting to think your taste buds are just as wacky as your movie and TV takes. I'm starting to think that you just are conditioned to believe that pimentos have flavor.
0: Pimentos do have flavor! As I mean, someone who has eaten pimento cheese with and without pimentos, I know for a fact pimentos
1: have flavor! I mean, you might just be picking up on different flavors because I I mixed in Asian zing into that pimento cheese. And I regret nothing. It was a bomb decision. <laughs>
0: Thomas, I don't know many foods that you've eaten in which you did not include Asian zing.
1: Cereal. And I'm surprised. That, well, no, no, no. Listen, I'll try anything. I'll try most things. Uh, there are certain things... I have no doubt that you would at least try
0: cereal with some Asian zing.
1: I think it depends on the cereal. But, like, the cereal that I eat, no. Like, because it's generally sweet and bad for you. What about mini-wheats, the non-frosted kind? I hate mini-wheats with a fiery passion that consumes my soul.
0: Frosted mini-wheats are probably my top five favorites.
1: There's no variation of mini-wheats that I have had that I enjoyed. What about Chex? I love, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't eat Chex, like, as a cereal. No, 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 I'm just saying, would you try Chex with Asian Zing mixed in? As like a cereal, or as yeah. like Chex Mix? No, like a cereal. Probably not. I don't believe you. I just like Chex isn't something I'll I think. Eat I'm not saying I, I think you would enjoy it. I think you would at least try it, but maybe the wheat ones. But that would not be one that I have milk in the bowl for. What's your favorite
0: kind of uh, Chex? Wheat. Interesting. Why? I think the rice Chex are the best Chex.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Uh for me it'd probably go wheat then corn then rice. See mine's rice then corn then wheat. I just like wheat has like a uh, this is gonna sound so silly, but like my mom makes Chex mix. Hasn't in a while. Or at least I think if she has, my dad just yoinked it, the one that was for me. Uh I don't know why. There's no like science behind this or anything, but it always feels like Like, my mom makes this, like, special sauce for the hot and spicy Chex mix that's, like, Worcester and, like, Tabasco and, like, some other stuff that, like, she, like, bases the Chex in. I feel like the wheat Chex retains that a lot better in the cooking process. So they're, like, my mom's Chex mix, that is the 90% of Chex that I have had have been from my mom's Chex mix. 3% has been from my checks mix and then the rest has been from other checks mix I've just had. Fair. And I feel like with the way my mom and I make checks 3%. Mix, what? 3%? Yeah. You don't just buy checks mix sometimes? No. Interesting. The only time, like I... Like sometimes I, I'm like in a gas station, I see checks. I'm like, oh, so I just buy like cheddar or muddy buddies. Or I have in the, the past, but I can probably count on both my hands the amount of times I've bought checks, checks mix. Uh, but like, I don't know. I just like I prefer the check. Like if I'm gonna have checks mix, I want the checks mix that I make or my mom makes. Granted, I'm gonna need a refresher course again before I make checks mix again because I yeah. Every time I make it repeatedly and I'll stop like one batch before it's burned into my brain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, But I just like, if I'm going to have Chex Mix, I'd rather have that Chex Mix because that Chex Mix is the best Chex Mix I've ever had. And anything that's not that and it's Chex. It's it's, just not as good. It's it's disappointing. No, that's fair. I can't help but feel disappointed. Like, I'll eat a colossal flamingo ton of Chex Mix in a two week period and then I won't eat it again for another year because I have to wait for more delicious goodness
0: see I've never been like that man I can have the best mac and cheese of my life and then the next day make some craft mac and cheese and I love it
1: yeah but mac and cheese is your favorite food correct Chex Mix is not my favorite food.
0: But, like, that's with any food. Like, I've never had... It's my favorite snack, but, like... If it's bad, it's bad. But I've never had a food and been like, you know, this is good, but not as good as this, so I'm disappointed. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but, like, any time I'm eating Chex Mix, like, on the couch watching something, I'm... Every bite, I'm just thinking about my mom's Chex Mix. I just lied.
0: There was a time. There have been times where, like, I've really craved something. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it didn't work out. Yeah. So I eat something else, mm-hmm. and it's still good, but it's not what I was craving. Right. So it's disappointing. So
1: I get there, you. there is that. But anyway, anyway, I don't know what your weird food thing is. I don't
0: know if you include pimentos in your pimento cheese. I'm literally gonna
1: fight you. Please do. But listen, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't get fined. <laughs>